Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, hey, happy Thursday, everybody. What's going on, T? Hey, Lisa girl, how you doing? I'm glad you got the day right so I don't get excited tonight thinking it's Friday. What's going I on? I was, getting, I, I was getting ready to say Friday. I was, I was, I was, but I didn't. I didn't. I, I kept it together. <laughs> Get me all excited. <laughs> you know, oh. cause, you know, Friday, you got Thursday, then it's the night time. So, man, I won't be Friday, Thursday night, Friday. I mean, it's all the same thing. It's, it's like a Friday, Friday Eve. Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Friday Eve. <laughs> Happy Friday Eve, everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we want to welcome oh, everybody man. to Let's Chat. I am Miss Felicia. If you don't know who I am, I'm the CEO of Right Royalty Promotions and the COO of Reef Girl Publishing. And then I got my fabulous right hand and sometimes my left, the awesome Miss Tony. <laughs> yeah, once again, thank you for joining us. You know, Lisa and I, we here live. Well, our Wednesday night ended last night with an awesome show. So now we are back to our regularly scheduled program, which is Thursday and Friday. You can catch us here every Thursday and Friday live from 7 to 9 p.m. And make sure you tune in because we never know what's going to happen in the chat room with us ladies, you know, on the conservative, quiet one. But that Leisha, hmm. Y'all better watch out. I got to rein it in a couple of times. I don't know. I don't know. We got one more Wednesday show. Um, it's next Wednesday. We got one more Wednesday show next Wednesday. Then we'll be back to our regular schedule because the clubhouse will be back on Wednesday night. Uh, and that is on Real Raw Radio. And that is myself, Miss Tony, Nini Capri, and Aaron Debo. So the clubhouse will be back in effect. 
Um, just a reminder, y'all, you, it will be going on Queen City Bully soon. Um, that will be the new network for the chat, uh, for the club, uh, the clubhouse. Uh, so we'll make sure that we keep you guys posted on that. Absolutely, absolutely. We have another great show on tap tonight. Uh, we have some awesome guests that's going to be pulling up into the chat room. So we hope you guys are, are all set and ready to receive them. I know I am, Leash. What about you? Absolutely. You know, we're talking to talk about never let them see you sweat. You know, sometimes, and not all the time, and I'm not saying everybody, I'm saying sometimes, when, depending on what you have going on in your life, everybody can't go to that next level with you. But sometimes you got some people that want to make going to that next level a little bit harder for you or they feel some kind of way. Or, you know, or somebody will always have something to say about what you're doing and why you're doing it. But and sometimes they look for you to fail. And and certain things can get so hard, it can get difficult, it can just be long and drawn out, but you can't never let people see you sweat. If you sweat, they all know about it. Mm-hmm. Keep it what in the dark. About that, keep, it, keep, keep, keep it close That's to right. the chest because they see you sweat and they think they got you. You know, not, who wants to be gotten? You know, just let them show your confidence. You're in control. Never let them see that trickle down your brow. And if you have to, just turn around and dab it off. <laughs> That's right. And if they say, you okay, say, oh, I'm good. Never let them see you sweat. You could be having the worst day ever. Everything could be going all wrong. But, folks, it's it's a wonderful, awesome day. Yes. And smile. Mm-hmm. You smile even mm-hmm. if you don't want to. That always throws them off, Leash. That always throws them off. But um, you know, Leash and I always get going with our show. Like, like we don't have any introductions to to. Because you never know, we may have new listeners. But once again, we are the ladies of this chat. My name is Tony, and I'm joined by the fabulous, fabulous Miss Alicia. You know, here on Let's Chat, we celebrate literature and arts the royal way, no matter what the genre or the platform may be. And we've had many, many genres as well as many platforms. Just check out our archives. Our show allows all avid readers and authors, publishers, artists, to interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. You know, we welcome everyone because it's it's always a learning experience when we come on to Let's Chat because we never know what type of jewels our guests are going to drop. And we had a plethora of jewels dropped here in the chat room. You know, our archives is just, they're just rich, rich with jewels. So if you ever get a chance and, and you need some some entertainment when we're not on the air. Just head on over to the Let's Chat archives and check us out. You won't be disappointed. Absolutely. And we are always constantly getting music. Shout out to all of the artists, independent and signs, um, that send us music. They send us music before it comes out. They, It's just awesome. And so if you ever like anything um, that we play, um, unless it's exclusive, it's always available on iTunes. Always available on mm-hmm. iTunes. Make sure you support them and hit them up. Um, we're going to break. We're going to play that winning with Blue mm-hmm. Marley and Keith Robinson. That's right. Keith Robinson, the actor, uh, is 
also an independent singer, and he has an awesome voice, but they have a, a collaboration together called Winning that dropped in South Africa, and it's now playing overseas. So shout out to Bird School Records, Blue Marley, Keith Robinson, E.T. Pope, Team Furnace, uh-huh. and we will be right back. Okay. Yacht dreams on a sunny day. Six rings like MJ. Winning. She said she never ever been with a star. She said she never gained nobody heart. I said, relax, this is only the beginning. Don't you with me, baby, know that you're winning. They both not compare, yeah The finest fabrics that just pay the chain No need us arguing over petty things Look, we'll pull up and foreign horses on the jockey Green light on gold, baby, who gon' stop me? Girl, rub me three times, I grant you wishes Don't need no mistletoe to give you kisses Flashing, I be like, damn girl, you blowing up. I so you skating on, no need of hating on you. Louis, I'm lacing on you. Nothing is basic on you. Smile on your face, made me say, girl, you so beautiful. What I got in that safe, that's only for me and you to know.
are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. We are back. We are back. That was winning. Blue Marley and Keith Robinson, produced by E.P. Pope. Shout out to them. I love it. Love that song. Um, make sure you guys head over to iTunes and pick that up. We got an awesome show if you're just tuning in. This is Last Chat. You are live in the chat room with Miss Felicia and Miss Pony. We're talking that talk today about leather. Never let them see you sweat. We got three mm-hmm. fabulous guests, Tanisha Hope, Lucinda mm-hmm. Johns, and Phoenix Williams. So it's going down in the chat room today. Going down. Shout out to Tanika Newhouse. Um Tanisha and Phoenix are both of her authors, so mm-hmm. self-seeing publishing. She always looks out and sends her uh, authors that. over to the show, and I appreciate her for that. Absolutely. And then um, Lucinda, we always have, actually have her authors on quite a bit, and I appreciate mm-hmm. her and her promotion team for that. They are always on point. If I say I need two people, I got two people in five minutes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That's great. You know, that's a great relationship. And, um, you know, that's that that sharing in the industry where you're looking out for your fellow man or fellow woman. So that's a great thing. And, um, like you said, we just so appreciate them for that. Absolutely. We got our first guest in the chat room, Ms. Tanisha Hope. Uh, A.K.A. T.J. Hope is her uh, pen name. We're going to welcome her to the chat room. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? No, thank you so much. I am doing well today. How are you ladies doing? Yeah, good. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. So, Tanisha, you are a new author? Yes, I am. I'm brand new, excited, anxious, you know, ready to yes, tell my, share your my first, stories. <laughs> your first book drops in two weeks, Hood Lemonade, Jamaica's yes. Data. Okay, you got to tell us a little bit about this story. Um, tell everybody about yourself um, and what made you decide that you wanted to um, conquer the world of literature. Okay, awesome. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, I was born in New Jersey. I'm living now in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, I have uh, two sons. Uh, Elvin, he's my autistic son. He likes to write lyrics, and he's a local uh, rap artist. And then my uh, little son, Tayshawn, is the gifted one. He attends gifted classes, and sometimes you have to let him know you're older than him, you know. <laughs> Um, my degree is in computer network engineering, but my first love and passion lies within my writing. And I mm-hmm. think writing kind of chose me from a young age. I think like 10 or 11, I was writing stories for friends and kind of realized that they enjoyed them. People would always come and mm-hmm. say, you wrote another story and things like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, as life goes on, it takes turns. And sometimes you kind of get away, you know, from what you want to do. Um, but then things happen in life, you know, pain, things like that, that kind of bring you back to your roots, and that that's how I end up, uh, you know, writing this novel and bringing it to all of the readers to enjoy. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. So this is Tony, um, Tanisha. Tell us a little bit about your pen. What's unique about Tanisha Hope's pen? I I think what's unique about my pen is that I write a lot from a stance of emotion. A lot Mm -hmm. of my writing is inspired by pain, Um, not only my own, but pain of others. And I think emotion is the one thing that regardless of who you are, you know, black, white, yellow, pink, we all sharing it. We all go through trials. We all sharing pain. So a lot of my writing is inspired by that. You know, I want people to read and not just uh, read the story, but also feel the story. That's important to me. Mm. Wow. Absolutely. That's and that's my that's <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. I'm glad you, girl, you better talk that talk. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. We say that yes. all the time. You got to show them and not just tell them. You want them to feel your pen. Absolutely, yes. yes, honey, yes. You better stop that talk. Now, Mr. Alicia, we have to, most of the time, we have to announce ourselves because we sound so much alike. Um, but when have you been most satisfied um, in your life? When have I been most satisfied in my life? I, I think um, my boys bring me more satisfaction than anything. Um, just cultivating them, spending time with them. I, I think uh, them in my life, like, changed my whole life. Um, so it adds to the purpose, you know, of having them. So I, I think that that, to me, you know, and then this. This is something that I've been wanting to do for so long, and I'm sure as fellow authors you understand the struggle of trying to get someone to publish your book, read you, take it seriously. And um, Tamika is awesome. You know, she lends herself to authors like me that nobody knows about, but that has the talent and just needs somebody to say, you know what, I'll take a chance. Let's do this. So I think mm-hmm. uh, my boys and then also, you know, my new career as an author are the things that have been most satisfying to me in my life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, How did you get hooked up with uh, working with Tamika? Well, I actually um did a submission. She was uh she was taking new submissions and I, you know, wrote up a synopsis and sent her three chapters of the book and like within two days I got a, you know, reply saying, you know, this sounds really interesting, I wanna to talk to you and when I talked to her what was different than other people that I talked to her, you know it's a hit and cold between sisters. Like I've never I haven't I maybe not ever met you before. But it's just like a hit and cold between sisters. We go through a lot of the same struggles. So just talking mm-hmm. to her, you know, about what I want to do, I just felt really comfortable and like that should be my home. Wow. Shout out to Tamika. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, when yeah. when you decided to, to write, um, what made you name it? Uh, the... The title you gave it. What what was what was the, the thought process behind that title? Well, I'll um, tell you a little bit about um, the book, and then I can um, explain to you how I came up with that title. 
Um, the book is about a, a girl named Janika um, that turns into a woman. Um, she's from the hood, and basically she loses her innocence way, way too young. So you're going on this journey with her while she's looking at life through totally different eyes. So it's going to take you on a roller coaster ride. Um, she has a rare social singing voice, which is like her only escape from all the limits that life is given to her. And she's aspiring to be a singer. So finally she meets a guy, Deontay, who's handsome, sensitive, and wealthy. And you know how that is. Sometimes you swear off men, I'm, I don't want to even deal with nobody. But then that one come along that, whew, you just can't deny him, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, she couldn't just ignore him. So just as she thought, you know, she was making lemonade, her life got turned upside down again. So, you know, there's going to be some sex, betrayal, revenge, and even death as you follow along on her saga as she's trying to, you know, gain happiness. And um, that's kind of how the book, how the name came about. Um, You know, uh, right now, Beyonce came out with the lemonade uh, thing, Mm -hmm. and it kind of touched on how you go through so much in life, and it's up to you to just, you know, let it destroy you or find the good in it. And I feel like in this book, she's went through so much. I mean, when you read it, you're going to be like, oh, my, you know. But there's something there in her that's, that's keeping her going. So I thought that mm-hmm. it took place in the hood and mm-hmm. that she's getting dealt a lot of lemons that she wants to make into lemonade. So that's how we came up with the name Hood Lemonade. Wow. Now, Tanisha, this is Tony. Standalone or will it be part of a series? Uh, this is going to be part of a series. So this first mm-hmm. release will be uh, part one. Part one. And how deep in a series do you think it'll go? Um, I'm thinking right now three of them mm-hmm. and really hinging upon the, the reader's response, too. Mm-hmm. You know, if um there's life in the characters and the readers want more, then maybe there'll be a four. And um, if not, you know, I have another project also that I'm that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. And this is Tony once again. Um, you're you're a new author. You're a newbie in the game. How? What has been the one stumbling block that you didn't realize it takes to be an author that you may have encountered? Uh, I think the hardest thing is gaining uh, support or mm-hmm. getting your name out there when you're an unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even, you know, with the people around you. You know, when you came, when the show started, you were talking about people around you and don't let them see you sweat. You have right. a lot of people that you fear would support you just because so they know you, you know, but they're totally uninterested doing. So sometimes mm-hmm. that can, can be a little frustrating because you feel like, you know, people – you know, should be more down with you or whatever, and they they're not interested. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm you know, kind of getting past that. I'm I'm learning, you know, how to take the reins ring, by the handle, I guess I should say, and um and make it past that. All right. Now, in that same breath, who has been your biggest supporter? Oh, uh, my biggest supporter, my mom, my sister, and uh, my best friend, who is also my cousin. Her name is Kiki. But right. uh, but, <laughs> but that's my crew. Those are the ones that even if I'm having one of those days where I'm feeling down, they you got mm-hmm. this, 
you're talented, you know, you're, you got a good story, you know, they're always pushing me. And they're also the ones that I bounce a lot of ideas off of, and I tell them, you know, don't act like I'm your daughter, sister, or your cousin. Give me mm-hmm. straight-up advice, and that's what I like the most about them because they give it, up, mm-hmm. give it to me straight-up, no chaser. You know, they say, look, they straight-up. So I, I appreciate having them. Mm-hmm. You know, Lisa and I talk about that on the show here. You need that true support, that, that ride yes. or die. They're going to tell you like it is whether you want to hear it or not. And, and yes. you know, you need that in your corner, especially when you're new and, new and getting into something unknown territory. So you need that that support. That's true because you don't want someone telling you, yeah, it's good. It takes me back to, like, uh, American Idol. When the people come on there and can't sing, you say, well, why they sound like they tell them they can sing, you know? It just takes me back to like that. I want somebody who, you know, is concerned about my well-being and wants everything to, to come out the way that it should be. So I, I appreciate that they're always straight up with me on everything. That's good. That is so good. And it's rare, too. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Now I got a question for you. Um, because you are you are new to the literary world, what has been the one great piece of advice that has stuck with you through your journey? The greatest advice I think um, I received was from my mom, which basically told me that everything that you go through, you're going to have some stumbling blocks. So the example that she gave me was, let's say you're riding along in your car and you on your way to a destination and your tire goes flat. You're not, you know, you're not going to just sit there because your tire went flat. You're going to call AAA, try to find a ride, do whatever you can to keep going on your destination. So basically that was her way of saying whatever life hands your way, don't worry about it. Fix the situation, get back on your road, and keep heading back to your destination and you'll get there. So I think that's something mm-hmm. that always sticks with me, even when things aren't going right. I think about that dog on flat tire, and I say, I'm going to fix this, and I'm going to keep riding towards my destination. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's great. It sure is. I love her energy and her the passion <laughs> just for life uh, and, and the things that she wants to do and the things that she wants to accomplish. Um, Who is your role model? Um, and why is that particular person a role model for you? My role model. Uh, I, I mean, I um, have so, so many people um, that I really look up to. Um, I guess uh, my biggest role model, again, would be back to my mom. And I know that a lot of people scream, mom, 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 but with my mom, my mom had me when she was 16. So I got a real young, you know, mother growing up. So you could imagine growing up in the hood with a single young mother, we went through it from, you know, next person living living in real poverty areas and things like that. And Mm -hmm. through all of that, she always remained strong, you know, she she always kept mm-hmm. a positive outlook on life. Um, she gave us that um, book smart and street smart where we could, you know, be in the hood or in the boardroom and still make our way and be comfortable. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, through all the role models I have, she still remains like my number one role model. 
And that takes you further than, you know, a lot that you just may not even realize how, how far yes. that can take you and, and that, that foundation that she set with you. Yes. And and she uh she made me very um humble. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of uh, things that I see going along in life and things that, you know, mean a lot to other people, not so much to me. You know what I mean? Because uh, my the fundamentals of what is valuable to me might be a little different. You know, I right. mean, I do want money like everybody else, but, you know, family, health, and all those things are a lot higher on my list than money, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, now this is Tony. Can you, uh, I'm just trying to figure the genre of your book. Can you tell us what, what genre would you say it is? Uh, it, it's uh urban fiction, and I, I would say urban drama uh-huh. would be the uh, best description of what it is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. And and it sounds like you're leaving a powerful message between the pages. Um, yes. Do you? How difficult is it to put so much emotion? I mean, how, where do you draw it from? It it has to come from other places besides yourself because it sounds like it's pretty powerful. Yes, and I, I and I think um like I was touching on before, it, it it really is a lot of emotion and um pain of mind, pain that I've seen from other people. And I think that I've been blessed because when a thought comes in my head and I start mm-hmm. to write on it, it just kinda of flows out like water. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. I it's a feeling in me while I'm writing it. And then when I read it over, sometimes I'd be like, well, damn, you know. This is like a blessing. They just pour out. They pour out. Hmm. Sometimes you don't even realize you have it inside <laughs> of you. That's how it's, I know. it's like you, you've opened up a faucet and then, okay, how, how do I stop it? It just keeps flowing and flowing. Yes, yes. And Absolutely. I'm sure you know, as follow authors, a lot of, you know, late nights, you look at the time, you're like, oh, man, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't even feel like it because you're, you know, so into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Wow. Now, this is Tony. You know, Lisa and I, we talk about um, that, that paperback book hustle. Um, yes. ha- have you always been a reader, and have you ever experienced seeing an author out there on the streets hustling their books? How do you feel about the paperback hustle? Uh, I'm actually looking forward um, to it. No, I haven't, to answer your question. I haven't, um, you know, had the hustle book, so I'm kind of learning as I go. Um, I have a lot of people in the business that are being very helpful to me, like opening their arms to me, and I'm so grateful because I'm learning Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, But um, I plan to... You know, have when I do get the paperback, have like a book launch, and then I'm just mm-hmm. going in the hustle mode. You know, I've been in the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area most of my life, and right. I know a lot of people, so I plan on going to all the, you know, barber shops, everything, all of the festivals we have here, mm-hmm. and just keeping myself in front of people and learning it's while I'm doing perfect. the best way to hustle the books, you know. Perfect. At least you hear that. You, you got you the best she, coat. She doesn't even have a first one, and she already got that she hustle that and waiting to do it. That's right. I'm ready. Well, she she already in line with 
the right one because if ain't nobody hustle to look like Tamika Newhouse, I tell you, that girl is on the plane every other day. Yes. She in and out. She's self-witted. Yes. <laughs> yes. She and don't I, tell I the book. Yes. Absolutely. Wow, that's yes. awesome. And you have to I'm have that mentality to be, you know, to to be successful. Let's to give yourself a chance. I say you have to have that mentality to give yourself a chance to be successful at what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. And, and, you know, and a lot of like times said, you have to align yourself. Oh, go ahead, honey. No. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, a lot of times you have to align yourself with successful people. They may not be super successful, but they are more successful than you are. You can't align yes. yourself mm-hmm. with people that's doing the same thing you do because y'all ain't going nowhere. You have to align mm-hmm. yourself with people that's doing something a little bit more than what you're doing um, so that you right. can learn. Absolutely. And that's what that's it's all so about. I'm I'm like a sponge. You know, I've never been the type that knows everything. And, you know, I'm like a sponge. Mm-hmm. I appreciate how people reach out to me. And I've been, you know, even a short time my book isn't out yet, I've learned so much just from, you know, mm-hmm. listening to other people. Um, Tamika's been teaching me a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about this journey. I mean, I, I'm stoked. I don't sleep much anymore. I'm telling you. I'm I'm. <laughs> 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 did, did you say Wait wait did you say you was 70 Say that again you Say you was 70 She doesn't sleep 70. much Oh no I said no, I, I, I don't Oh She don't sleep much Oh I thought she said I don't sleep much I'm 70 I was about to say girl oh, no stop. <laughs> No, no, no. Nowhere near. Lisa no, no, no. stop the show in his track. I hope I look like this when I'm seventy, girl. <laughs> oh man. Um, stop the show in his tracks, girl. You said like, oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Okay, now I got a fun one for you. I got a fun one for you. Now, if you can have a superpower or uh, be like a spiritual animal, which would you be? I think I would rather have the superpower and I'd like to be invisible. Oh. You know? So that's why really I Why invisible? <laughs> You know, that that would be the superpower. Can't nobody see you coming. Yeah. You know, I mean, of course I would want that. Yeah, so you could turn it on when you uh, want to. But, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you'd like to be a fly on the wall in situations that involve you, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's in the workplace, Mm -hmm. on your author journey or whatever it is, or... You know, mm-hmm. and if you, if you were invisible, you you could do that. You would get away with a whole lot of stuff being undetected. So I think mm-hmm. if I had a superpower, that's the the one that I would choose. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> Didn't expect that one. <laughs> Tanisha, this is Tony, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm I'm so excited about the when we have new authors on our show. But as such, being a new author, have you experienced any type of rituals that has that you didn't think 
like listening to music or eating some Twizzlers or, or having a Have you gotten any rituals while you wrote your first book? Yes. Um, I, I used to, uh, you know, drink wine here and there. It was something that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm but with now, you, girl. for some reason, I now my wine is like, you do, oh, honey. <laughs> I have to have my glass of wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I um put my Pandora on um like a '90s hip hop and um R&B. Mm-hmm. And just let the jam flow mm-hmm. with my wine, and all right, I'm in my zone. Mm. Now, yeah. if you had a song to your your first book, what song would you put? What would be that theme song? You know, I have a a, a theme for Tupac, oh. and I think um, "Me Against the World," like that. Mm-hmm. Speaks in so many ways, especially when you going, you know, through things and you're trying to accomplish things. Mhm. So I, I think um, that song kind of kind of fits. You can't go wrong with um, Tupac. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. You can't. He he can he can grab you all every which way. Now, mm-hmm. you, just to go back a little bit, because you talked about um, your mom being 15 when she had you and, you know, having a mother that was the closest to your age and you just had so much experience um, mm-hmm. through your journey just in life alone. Tell us about a time when things didn't go the way you wanted, whether it was in your prefer- your professional uh, or your personal, and then how you were able to just and turn it into a positive. Okay, sure. Um, from a, a very young young girl, I seem to be caught up like a, in a loop of bad things happening to me that I couldn't control. And mm-hmm. um, my father really wasn't around, you know, most of my life. He was absent and did drugs and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, went out. I spent some time in the street life, let's say, and I lost some close friends to it, you know, due to both prison and death. And I used mm-hmm. to always ask God, like, why? Why are these bad things just continually happening to me, you know? And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. I know why. It's, it's because I have a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, without the experiences, hardships that I've endured, I wouldn't be able to use the talent that God has given me to inspire other people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's um, a Absolutely. quote by Jay-Z that I love that says, you learn more in failure than you ever do in success, you know? So uh-huh. that, that right. speaks a lot. Yes. Wow. We all experience uh-huh. trials. We all fall, fall down. But, you know, forget that. Just keep getting back up. That's my theory. So right. I do. Mm-hmm. I use all of the negative that I've been through <clears throat> to turn it into a positive going forward. Uh-huh. But you can't. You can only go up from there because that's yes. that's some uh, that's some real stuff. That's real life right there. Real you life, know? real life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Mm. All right, now I have one more <laughs> question for you, Miss Miss Tanisha. Yes. Being a new author, have you ever thought about co-writing with someone? Actually, I have. Um, 
you know, on uh, I've met, you know, because I'm on uh, Delphine Publications with Tamika, I have fellow authors, and those were my first, you know, introduction into other authors. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a few. Um, Yashika Lachey, I don't know if you've heard of her. And then uh, Phoenix that you're having later on the show, I don't know if she noticed yet, but uh, that's something that I was going to be talking to her <laughs> Mm-hmm. About going down the road, but yes, I have mm-hmm. thought of that actually. Yes. Oh. All right. Now we got one more fun question because I know we have some some um, our other guests in the in the um, queue. But what yes. is one fun fact about Miss Tanisha that no one knows that we're gonna have an exclusive with? Just just give it to us. Can you sing? Can you cook? What what what's what's advice that you have? <laughs> oh. Fun fact. Ah, oh, you caught me off, off guard with that one. <laughs> I caught you off guard. <laughs> Poetry. Let me see. Poetry. Yes. Most writers, yes. most, most authors are poets. Yes. And now that you touched on that, that is, that is a fun fact about me. I actually do uh, an open mic the Tuesday, oh. the second Tuesday, second Thursday, I'm sorry, of every month. And mm-hmm. I've been really blessed with it. I am a poet also at heart. So I mm-hmm. have um, other poets, um, musicians, hip-hop artists, singers, comedians, and I've been so blessed with it that every time I have it, they have to bring in, like, extra chairs. It overfills the place, you know? Wow. So I would think See? that it, I have. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. A, a large, uh, no, we wait for you to. We're waiting for you to give us a little flow. Give us a little stuff. Give us, give us a, a TJ Hope original. Okay, I'll give you a TJ Hope original. This one is called. <laughs> <laughs> this one is called My Love Affair with Words. Oh. I never thought a word could be the sweetest shit I've ever heard. Like kissing chocolate covered lips. Damn. I only added a verb, whether you're written on pages or developed in stages, your nouns wrap me up. This is delicious, contagious. Your syllables and parables makes it undeniable that I fell for you as long as I can read, write, listen to you. I'm never blue. Like glue intertwined by your stanzas, sonnets, and echo verse. Look what you do, baby. Let's make a haiku. You make me freeze verse. Ugh. And when you put that right lyric on me, there's just no place I'd rather be, Steve. You just get me. You massage me in places and... Fill in blank spaces, you make love to my mind that hot spot most men can't find. You see, the way you spark a poem is out of the norm. That thing you do with romance makes this love last. Erotica. You get so naughty, I'm begging for more, please. Got me feeling hot and bothered. 
ready to come out my pants. <laughs> Ooh, you a tease. <laughs> that you good so girl. I'll never leave. All these things you do to me makes his mind wander. Is there another man, another love he starts to ponder? Hard for him to understand this complete and utter obsession. Characters, plots, and tragedies stealing my attention. No, you see, there's not another penis. It's all in these metaphors that's causing these secretions. So if you like caressing these tips and tasting these lips and spending quality time captured in my intimate lines, then you have to understand you can never truly be my only one because this love affair I'm having with words, man, this shit got me strong. <laughs> That's my mm. love affair with words. <laughs> Girl, I had to pick up some paper and sand myself. <laughs> <laughs> that right. was deep. I'm like, I'm hoping the wind don't come through the microphone. (laughs) That was so nice. Thank you for blessing us with that. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, I had to get my snaps in. I had to get my snaps in. That was awesome. (laughs) I think we're going to do, I think we're going to do a poet. Poetry night on on the show. I think that would be oh, fun. that would be we awesome. We got a lot of people that can. Yeah, we know a lot of authors yeah. that like poetry. Oh, I think that man, would be that so would be fun awesome. just to yes, be able, and then be. we can have more than one because yes. we did a two-hour mm-hmm. show. I'm be looking into that. So, I'm, so keep your books open because I'm going to be like, okay, Tanisha, we about to do. Okay, so you don't come through. Yeah, right. Yes. Absolutely. I love that. I like that, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I got a thing for okay. words, girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with I that. I see. Yes. <laughs> if, if the book is anything like the poetry, I can't wait for the two weeks to, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. yes. to get this book. Yeah. Well, we so mm-hmm. appreciate you stepping into the chat room and just kicking in with me and see before you leave out, make sure you start out your social media handles where everybody can reach yes. you, when your book will be out, and the title of your book. Absolutely. Um, again, my name is Tanisha Hope. Um, my pen name is TJ Hope. Uh, my website is TanishaHope.com. You can follow me on IG and Twitter, author under TJ Hope, or Facebook, author TJ Hope. Um, my book, Me and Tanisha are still battling down that release date. We should have that here in a few days. But like you said, it will be like around two weeks. Uh, once I have the date, of course, I'll be blasting it all over uh, social media. And the name of my book is Hood Lemonade, Jamaica's Vendetta. Oh, that title, girl. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us oh. tonight. And we do look forward to your, your first drop of your um, new literature journey. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. We enjoyed you. You have a great evening, and, and uh, you're always welcome back in the chat room. All right. Awesome. You have a nice evening as well. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Lise, that was awesome. I love her energy. 
and uh, she doesn't. She's afraid of this new journey that she's about to embark upon. That's awesome. Yes, I love her passion. I love her poetry. I love her play on words, her gift of words. I can't wait for her book to come out. Shout out to Tamika Newhouse. Appreciate you sending her our way. This is going to be an awesome experience with this author. Make sure that you guys are looking out for Hood Lemonade, which will be dropping in two weeks. Yeah, so make sure you look out for that. Just the title alone says that there's going to be some depth within those pages. Absolutely, absolutely. We're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to have Lucinda John kicking the chat room door and just have a good old time with the girls. We'll be okay. right back. Okay. Busting my tail on a nine to five just to keep up, try to stay alive. Promise my lady we're going to be all right. She be crying while she praying for a better life. Hustling on the side for a bag of rice Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia clay Gotta stay searching for a better day Gotta keep my faith till make a way Gotta get extended so the gas can pay Sweet Georgia, hold me down Keep my feet planted on solid ground From the New York coast to the Florida shine Up to the Maryland, D.C. line Back down south, red peaches, prime, sweet Georgia, where I reside. Tell me why do I have to cry out? Tell me why should I even pray? Tell me why should I worry about it? Tell me why should I lose my head? Tell me why do I have to cry out? Tell me why should I even pray? Tell me why would I think about trying to doubt when I could just take it to the Lord and pray? Sweet Georgia. From the burden place, knuckles root from mistakes I made. Sweet Georgia, hold me down. Keep my feet planted on solid ground. Tell me why do I have to cry out? Tell me why should I even play? Tell me why should I worry about it? Tell me why should I lose my head? Tell me why do I have to cry? Now tuned in to the mother uh, and greatest. We are back. We are back. You are live in the chat room. I'm Miss Leisha. I'm here with my right hand and 
Sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We are talking and talk about never let them see you sweat. We just had a fabulous interview with Delphine Publishing's newest author, Tanisha Hope. Make sure you guys, if you missed that interview, just check out our archives to catch, uh, catch the beginning um, of our show. Now we have a mm-hmm. fabulous guest, author and publisher, Lucinda Jones. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? We are good. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So this this is a different um, vibe because you write uh, and you publish at the same time. So for all of those mm-hmm. who do not know about Lucinda Johns, Tell every, John, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. Okay, well, I'm 23, and I started um, writing, publishing my writing in 2014. Um, so far, I have 22 books, and book 23 will come out on Monday. Um, it's been a year since I've had my publishing company, and everything's going pretty well. Wow, you Absolutely. say you have 20, and you're about to stop 23. I, I just want to make sure I heard her right. Wow. Yes. Right. Awesome. Wow. Now, that's some pen twerking. You was, you was twerking. You'd be over there twerking that pen. We've had a, a lot of your fabulous authors on. So if they pen is any indication, let's boss it pen. It's awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, what what was what was this one thing that you just, that made you decide to say I'm going to step into the literary world and uh, stretch my legs a bit? Well, I've been writing for a long time. I've been writing since I was in middle school, and like um, I've always got compliments from my English teacher. And I've always scored high on the writing test. And he's always tell me, you have a gift, you have a gift, you're good at it. Um, when I went to high school, I wasn't really thinking about writing anymore. Like, I'd write short stories for my friends, and they'll read it, they'll love it. Then I had, I got pregnant, I had a kid, and then being an author wasn't realistic. I had to do something that would, I had to finish school, I had to get a job, I had to go to school, um, go to college after high school so that I can find something stable to take care of me and my son um Uh so I was going to school and then my second year of school I dropped off because I was like this is not me school college is not for me whatever I'm whatever I have to do in life is not going to get done by me going to college so I dropped out um Uh and then I just started reading a lot I started reading a lot of books I discovered um at first I was reading books from the library and then I discovered Kindle and I started mm-hmm. reading books there. Um, and then I found Shan, and I started reading Rosalind. And then I found Miss Lady P, and I started reading Thug Passion. And in the back of her book, I saw um, she had, like, um, Shan had submission information. And I was like, I read these books, but I can do this. Like, I've been doing this. Like, this is something I can do. And at mm-hmm. the time, I was writing mm-hmm. just to prove to myself that I can do something. I was like, even if I don't make no money writing, even if no one reads my work, at least I know that I have a paperback book with my name on it that I did. Mm-hmm. And so I sent Shan my 
submission and the rest history. Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, it was a real struggle. Now, and that was my next question. What was the hardest part of your journey? The hardest part was um, after I've been, I've got a fan base and I've been well-known um, in the industry. At first, when I started writing, I didn't know no one would um, like my work. I wasn't under any pressure. I was just writing and putting books out. And then the more people started reading my books and they started, you know, liking my writing, and then it's the more pressure. With every book, you're pressured. You have to do better than the last. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. like the struggle for me. Every time I write, I have to say, okay, this plot has to be better than the last plot. The characters Mm -hmm. have to develop more. The story has to be more believable. And I think in this industry, the struggle is me being my worst enemy because I could like, I could write something that's terrible and then someone else can like it. So that's mm-hmm. like a big struggle for me. Wow. Now, when this is Tony. Now, when you penned your first book, would you say that was your most difficult? Or uh, which, where along your journey has it been the most difficult to pen? My difficult part. Um, the, the first book wasn't easy for me. I wasn't when I wrote my first book. Um, I was I didn't consider publishing it yet. Um, when my book was done, that's when I reached out to Shan and told her my book was finished. So there was no pressure. I would just go to work and I'll come home and I'll write a little here, write a little there. Mm-hmm. I had no deadline. I had no readers waiting on my book. It was no pressure. It was just you know write, 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 write. Um, I, the most pressure I felt was in the middle of my writing career. Um, mm-hmm. Well, not in the middle because it just started, but there was like a point in time, I think maybe book 10 or book 12, I kind of felt so much pressure and then I started losing myself and it and it reflected in my work. Yes, the mm-hmm. book was good and yes, um, it did well, but it took my publisher pulling me to the side and she was like, Lucinda, look, I know you ha- you're a great writer, you're raw, you got that good talent, but somewhere along the line, you're kind of you're losing it a little bit. Not saying that your work is not great, it's good, but it can be better. And I just had to go back to the days where I was just writing, no pressure, no readers, no nothing, not worrying mm-hmm. about a check, not worrying about nothing, just writing because that's something I love to do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, on average, you 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 you're 23. You've been in the industry, I'd say, what about a year and a half, and you have you're about to drop 23 books. Do, mm-hmm. do, or, do you feel that you put enough space in between the dropping of your next book? Could that be where where the the you know the block may come from? Well, see, um, I've always tried to drop a book every month, and I realized that. That's hard. It's it's not hard. It's doable. Like, I can do it. I've been doing it. But I realize that every human needs a break. Even mm-hmm. doctors take breaks. Everyone takes breaks. Right. And I've been right. writing nonstop. I'll finish a book, turn it in, and then go to sleep, wake up in the morning, start a new book. Oh, boy. And I think that was, wow. that was, like, a part of my big problem was I wasn't giving myself any break. I didn't give myself room to breathe and room, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. take these days off. 
And right. now I've kind of spaced out my release. Um, I Before this book that's coming out on Monday, um, I've just, last month was the first book I released after two months of not releasing. Mm. So you I just do had need to a get myself break together. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> I had to get myself together. I right. had to. Uh, I had to. I was going crazy. I was going very. I was going crazy. It's a, it's a I lot. Of work. It's not easy. It's not I easy at imagine all. Imagine it's right. Mm. Because it you really want to give yourself is. time for your creative juices to flow. And um, I can see that creating a block, not just in writing, but in life, period, you know? Yeah, because then I have to. not even that, just to. Right, I was just about Mm -hmm. to say that, just the type of genre you write. Because a lot of times when when you're writing something, you're writing about things that may not personally be part of your life at that time. Sometimes people pull from their past. Um, sometimes they pull from whatever's currently going on, but that means that you have to go back in time and be in that state of mind, and it's very mm-hmm. tiresome. And then you got kids, and you have other authors. How do you balance right. that um, that that part of your life and keeping everything together? At first, everything was a mess, um, but now I'm. I'm starting to discipline myself. Um, I'm starting to operate as if I'm working a regular job and not, you know, working from home. Um, my kids go to school in the morning. I say, okay, well, while my kids are in school, I'm going to get my first half of the work done. I'm going to mm-hmm. set a goal for myself to write, and then I'm going to um, put some time away so that I can respond to my authors, make sure their books is good and everything and then I'll go pick, and then I'll stop, and then I'll make sure I have dinner ready. Um, I'll pick them up, and then when I come back home, that's when I'll resume. Mm-hmm. And then um, once it's time to get them ready for bed, I'll stop again, get them ready for bed. And um, I used to stay up a lot, pull a lot of all-nighters writing, and I stopped. Mm-hmm. I told myself I have to cut that out. So once they get ready for bed, like once my kids are asleep, I'm going to bed too. And I had to discipline myself in doing that because those sleepless nights will cause you to go crazy. Mm -hmm. I was at, it was one week before um, I was getting my book ready. Literally that whole week, I did not sleep and I was just bouncing off a coffee. Mhm. And mm. that and that is mentally that's not good. So it's um I myself moving forward, I bought me a little planner and I said moving forward, I'm going to treat this as if, you know, it's a job. I'm gonna give myself breaks. I'm going to mm-hmm. go to sleep just like everyone will go to sleep after work and I'm mm-hmm. going to give myself days off. Um, I have days off from writing, but I don't have days off from my company because I always have to, you know, respond to my authors. But that's mm-hmm. not um, that's not draining. It's the writing part. So on the weekends, I just give myself the weekends off to hang out with the boys and just do little fun things with them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need that break, girl. Yeah, you can just get burned out. Yeah, because kids, they be, in, they be on that reserve nerve. 
you know that that one reserve nerve, that 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 one nerve. They get there real quick. I don't see how they get through the other one so quick, but that one little nerve, they get there real quick. And you're like, look, I don't mean, I don't know what it is that you you went to bed and woke up and and this is what I have, but I'm gonna need you to go back to sleep and wake back up and get your life. <laughs> and that reserve nerve. <laughs> Yeah. That reserve nerve, that reserve nerve is dangerous. They don't even know. They don't know nothing about it. That reserve nerve is dangerous. <laughs> when your mama said you slept two, three times, you gotta watch what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, it's good that you have, you know, that you've learned to pace yourself. And um and that's so important in this industry because it can literally drain you and it sounds like that may have been where you are. So I'm I'm assuming that if you were talking to a new author, the one thing you would say is to pace yourself. Is is that is that true or what else would you tell a new author that's coming into the business? I would tell a new author, one, if you're coming into this industry and the first thing you're thinking is I'm coming just to make money, then you have to rethink your career. Mm. Because writing is not about making money. It's about Mm -hmm. having a passion for doing something. It's about having the creativity to play out a scene in your head and being able to write it down on paper vividly. It's about being able to Mm -hmm. write something and have the person reading it play the whole thing in their head as if they were watching a movie. And some people enter the industry, they see, oh, this person's making such and such. Let me write a book so I can make... No, if you're entering the industry to make money, then turn back around and just walk out the door. That is so... Another thing I would tell tell the author is it's not a competition. Just because you look over to your right and you see someone, you see the next author eating a steak dinner and you have your salad in front of you, eat your salad because you never know what God has for you next. Mm, If you continue to watch someone else and you're not paying attention to what's ahead of you, you're going to miss out on your blessings. A lot of authors, especially new authors, they try to, you know, compare themselves to other authors. And you can't do that because everyone's different, you know, Mm -hmm. not saying Mm -hmm. that anyone's better than anyone else. Everyone has their own writing style, their own fan base, everything. So you can't, you know, base your career off of someone else. And then I'll tell them discipline. You have to discipline yourself. You have to set Mm -hmm. goals and you have to meet your goals. You can't write today and say, you know what, tomorrow I'm not feeling it. And then you say, okay, well, I'll write you have to be consistent and you have to be you have to have discipline and patience because mm-hmm. your first book is not going to be the best book it takes book it takes time you know to make it so if you don't have the determination the patience and the humbleness then this is not the right industry for you mm, you better talk that talk girl you don't sound like you've only been in the industry a year and a half that's that sounds like a seasoned author right there, telling it like she has learned That's right. It. Yes. Like it's T.I. is. That's right. <laughs> Thank you for those you jewels. You got to tell it like it's T.I. is. Those were jewels. That was a jewel. I hope y'all were taking notes. 
because it gets real. When you're writing, it gets real. It gets real. And book money is slow money. You have, even if you go back and and look at different um, authors and poets from the past, a lot of them, their books didn't, didn't really start doing good until after they died. And so, you know, we're so frustrated and depressed they committed suicide. So it's it's real. If you have to, if you want to enter into this industry, you have to do it for passion. You can't do it for nothing mm-hmm. else. You have to do it just that your payment is the is is the enjoyment and and being able to share your passion with someone else. Um, we had Blake mm-hmm. Harrington on last night, and he talked about how you can change change being able to change somebody's life. Um, and or, or encourage their life with just words in your book. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he mm-hmm. was talking about a young lady that approached him at a book signing, and she was crying and upset because the character that he wrote, her life mirrored her life, and it didn't come out um, good, and she was frustrated with, you know, she deserved that. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, at that time, he realized what he, that's, that's a powerful thing. Your pen is a powerful thing. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that you, you, you brought that up and you share that with your authors and you're sharing yes. it with our listeners. Yes. Um, I've experienced that too. Um, not too long ago, um, Shan present the company. We put together a domestic violence um, book with a whole bunch of different authors. At first, you know, I was kind of against it because it was out of my element. Um, I haven't, you know, experienced domestic violence. I don't really like to talk about domestic violence in the book, in my book, because it's kind of like, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing and then someone else who's being abused and say, well, it doesn't happen like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I try to stay away mm-hmm. from topics I don't really know about. But then we was, uh, we mm-hmm. was raising money, um, for some abused women, and I felt like, okay, I want to contribute. I want to be able to write a story to be able to, you know, raise money. Um, and it took a lot of research, and I watched a lot of movies, and I read a lot of books, and I was able to complete my book. And it was just like, it was like like maybe 30,000 words, just a short story. And someone reached mm-hmm. out to me, and it was like, you have to finish this book. Like, I need you to finish this book. I have to know how it ends. It can't end like, it can't end like this. Like, you have to finish it. And I'm like, well, in my yeah. mind, I'm thinking, well, how am I going to make a full story off of domestic violence? It was hard for me to write this little bit. Like, how am I going to do it? So um, mm-hmm. I reached out to a test reader. She was like, yeah, the book is good, but it's lacking emotion. You know, mm. when a man hits a woman, mm-hmm. it's not just ouch. It's real emotion. It's it's pain. Um, you have to be able to feel the pain. And you know, I went mm-hmm. back and then I wrote. I finished the book and she literally cried on the phone with me for like forty five minutes. Wow. And I mm. was like, I was confused. I wasn't confused. I was like, oh my god. Like, what happened? Like, what's going on? And she was, like, mm-hmm. thanking me, you know, for finishing the book. And she was, like, you know, I just, you know, I just gave her the motivation, the confirmation that she needed to walk out of her situation. At that time, I didn't know she wanted me to finish the book so badly because she was in that situation. I just thought, mm-hmm. you know, she really liked the mm-hmm. book and she wanted me to finish. And because mm-hmm. I was able to, you know, help someone, that's when I realized, you know, I need to add more realistic stuff in my book, more mm. 
stuff about women getting hurt and pain, and that's where my next book came from. Um, my I just want to be yours. It's kind of, it's kind of, um, it's touching off a real feelings. I wrote that book mm-hmm. when I went through something like really bad, and it was real emotions in that book. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I just told myself from moving forward that I will pull stuff, even if I have to pull stuff from my own personal life, that I will pull stuff just to make my book seem real so that the next mm-hmm. woman could connect mm-hmm. to. Right. Because you never know who's reading your book. Yes, you know, really. you never know who, you, who you're touching with, with the pages that are between mm-hmm. that book. That's right. Absolutely. Now, do you ever get a chance to read much since you write since you, you, you have so much writing, this, this, I'm still astounded by these 23 books. <laughs> but do you get a chance to read for pleasure? Yes, because um, I read because I was a reader first, and I love reading. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I read is because every author needs to read. Even if it's not an urban book, even if it's a, a regular book, a, a, a romance book, or uh, um, you know, one of those inspirational books or whatever it mm-hmm. is, every author needs to read. And it gets confusing mm-hmm. when authors say, well, I write so much and I don't have time to read. No, that's your homework. Reading is like mm-hmm. your training. Reading is what's going to prepare you to write, to take your writing to the next level. I mean, Reading, because we come into this industry, and majority of us didn't go to school for writing. We don't have a degree in writing. Mm-hmm. And it's like our training. It's like it's something to show us, you know, what's selling, what people want to read about, just give us a better understanding of the readers today because readers change. Today they might like urban fiction. Tomorrow they might like just strictly romance. So by reading, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, we get a feel for what the readers like. So I always make time for reading. Even if it's just a Sunday, um, I'll just pile up my Kindle and I'll read. And plus, I have a publishing company, so I have to read. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, mm, yeah. Come up in this chat room and just drop all kinds of jewels back to back. Um, thank you so much for sharing you and your journey with us. Um, can you just thank share you. your social media site so our our listeners can can follow you and what you have you know you have some new stuff coming in so they can look forward to that as well um i have a book coming monday um it's my part two to when bay's a boss um my author's part two to um until the streets do us apart is dropping tomorrow i'm on face john I'm on Instagram, Lucinda John, and I'm on Twitter, Lucinda John. Everything Lucinda John. That branding girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for Absolutely. We appreciate you. Yes, thank you for thank taking you. time out of your busy, busy schedule to come and just kick it with us and share your world with us. We appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. You have a great evening. You too. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. 
This is Let's Chat. I'm Miss Felicia. You know, I got my right hand, and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We talking that talk about never let them see you sweat. We just had the best two interviews. If you're just tuning in and you missed the show in the beginning, just make sure you hit the archives and check it out. We're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to have Celsius Publishing's own Phoenix Williams. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, we are back. We are back. This is Les Chat. That was the fabulous Kimber Nicole Team Furnace. She is currently doing her tour. So shout out to Kimber Nicole. If you love her work, make sure you head over to Amazon and grab her freshman album. Uh, 31 days, which is, uh, well, I'm sorry, iTunes. And I believe she is on title as well. So shout out to Kimber mm-hmm. Nicole. I was loving that song. Absolutely. <laughs> I do. I'm going to have to tell her I love that. Her voice is so 
distinctive. Like I can pick it out because it doesn't sound like too many um, of the authors that are, I mean authors, of the um, singers that artists. are now. Mm-hmm. It kind of takes right. you back. It takes you back to the to the 90s and, and even the 80s, mm-hmm. that, that beat and that flow in her voice. So it's so awesome. I love her music. Uh, we've had her on the show. Make sure you check out the archives. We had all of Team Furnace on our show. Awesome crew, awesome team, um, fabulous, the epic uh, producer, E.P. Pope, who has worked with almost everybody, um, is mm-hmm. her 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 manager, and he does great music. He does jazz. So make sure y'all check that out. Head over to iTunes and check out their work. Now we have the we have Phoenix Williams in the chat room. Okay. Hi, how are you? Hello. I'm Hi, good. How are you? We are good. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So for all our listeners that may not be familiar with you, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey. Well, I'm Phoenix Williams. I'm from the outskirts of Chicago. I've lived here most of my life. Um, I started out self-publishing back in 2012. And last year, July of 2015, um, to make a new house of self-same publications, hit me up and was like, I'd like to work with you. And I was like, I'd like to work with you too. So we uh, we started working together and we re-released one of my series that I had put out when I was self-published and it was Hello No Good Ninja series. And now we're doing uh, the Fooling Around series, which is the biggest series I've, I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I was nominated not to... Mm-hmm. Okay. I was just looking at your latest one. It's, it's meant to drop, and that sounds. Leash, have you seen the synopsis? I was like, I'm gonna have to talk to her about this one. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. It's a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need some next. We're gonna need some explanations about some things. Continue. <laughs> I could do with that with writing and um, I was 
such a big reader. I probably have like 400, you know, hard copies of books, and then I probably have another like three, 400 on the Kindle. So I read a lot, and I knew mm-hmm. that I could write a book. And so when I first started doing it, um, my girlfriends were like, yeah, this is hot. You should continue to do it. And so mm-hmm. um, when it came to fooling around, I wanted to take a whole different route. Um, there's not that many um, erotic romances that are, like, realistic, in, in my opinion, because um, I don't know about you, but I've never gone on vacation and met a billionaire. That has yet to happen to me. So I wanted to write one <laughs> where um, we can all relate, you know, to it. And mm-hmm. I think it's gotten good reception. Um uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot going on in that book. So if you are not into the X-rated, you probably don't want to pick that one up. Whoa, the X-rated, did you say? Now, I'm just reading to be freeing to write 
pulling around. You know, take all the thoughts in your head that you think might mm-hmm. be a little extreme and just say, you know, forget it, I'm going to write it anyways. And we'll just see mm-hmm. how they how they deal. Now, this, this is Tony, and I'm kind of, re- Leash, can you tell I'm fast? She, she's right up. She just done opened up my door, and I'm yeah, just going to walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You done, you, done <laughs> got, you done got Tony started. Now, I'm about to put my feet up. Uh, I'm going to need you to wrap yourself in and get ready. She has officially placed her pearls over there in the safe. It's about to get real. <laughs> And Phoenix, you know, you everybody has this inner freak within themselves, even if they don't realize it. Now, did you realize it before you started penning this book, and did you did it draw itself out of you? I knew it well before I started writing this oh. book. I already <laughs> knew. I, I know myself. <laughs> Uh, and now I think the rest of the world knows me pretty well, too. Uh, <laughs> so when I wrote it, it was just like, okay, the things I talked to my girlfriends about, now everybody mm-hmm. else knows. Oh. And that, and, and that, I think, I feel like it was great. You know, you can open up everybody's minds on, you know, what different types of love looks like, you know. Mm-hmm. And don't mm-hmm. be afraid to try something new. Now, if you hurt yourself while doing it, please don't, you know, try oh. to sue me. <laughs> but don't Uh-oh. be afraid to try new things. Wait a minute. When you said don't hurt yourself, there. there's some demonstrations <laughs> in there. Does this come with the house thing? Right. Folks will be trying to figure out how to make it work. I mean, okay, did she put her leg on the left or the right? Okay, I couldn't understand how she had both legs to the side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> Wow. You gotta be willing to experiment in your personal life. I'm just helping you along. All right, just, 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 just don't send you the medical bill, right? Please don't. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I know that's right. Now I do have a question for you. So when you're writing mm-hmm. your um, your sex scenes, what what is your process? Um, do you have to have music? Do you have to practice yourself? Do you have to? We had an author on here that was like, "No, I can't do anything." Like she had to straight be on lockdown. What is your process when you when you write your things? To have music, every every book has a soundtrack, and mm-hmm. the good thing about fooling around is that I tell you what the soundtrack is because every major portion of the book has a a song that goes with it, so you'll know where my mind was on when I was writing. Um, but I I do need music to write. It doesn't have to be, you know, complete darkness with the door shut because um, sometimes, you know, you get the urge to write in the strangest of places. But as long as I have mm-hmm. my music, I'm cool. Oh. And maybe some liquor, a.k.a. writing juice. <laughs> the writing juice. <laughs> That's all for you. That's for non-writers. <laughs> wow. Now, this is Tony uh, Phoenix. Tell us about the leading characters in uh, Fooling Around. 
So there's a group of several friends, okay? We have the first book is Fooling Around King and Rain. And so King and Rain are the main characters in that book. Um, they yeah. grew up with each other. They've known each other since they were like two, three years old. Um, something tragic happens to Rain. I won't give away what it is, but it's not tragic in the sense that someone died. It's tragic in the sense that someone betrayed her. And so um, she um, is bitter, you know, and she doesn't want love. And then here comes King, and she's starting to see him as more than a friend. And they have some secrets and some lies and, you know, some, uh, uh, yeah, pretty much secrets, lies, and betrayal <laughs> to, to work mm-hmm. through uh, until they can, you know, come to a common ground with each other. And they might work it out and be together, and, and they might not, but, it's a sexy ride throughout the entire book. Uh, the, oh. se- the second book is um, Shelby and Marcus. Shelby and Marcus are also part of the same group of friends, and they each have a bunch of lies, a bunch of secrets that they're keeping from everybody. Um, there's, mm-hmm. you know, secret babies, and there's, you know, people working as cam girls. They have a really are still alive. You know, there's a lot oh. that are go- is going on in that book, and one of the biggest secrets comes out at the end. And then the book that everybody's waiting for is Fooling Around 3, Sarai and Jax. Um, at the end of book two, we learn their secret or one of their secrets. And mm-hmm. they are a very complicated couple because they're together, but they're not together, if that makes any sense. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of insecurities and, again, a lot of secrets and, and lies going on with them. And the thing about these couples is each of them has their own separate fetish. And so we explore each mm-hmm. fetish in each book oh. until we get to the fourth one, oh, which is you know, around four. Oh, there's some BDSM in there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so you know, there's 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 some there's there's BDSM there. You know, there's a lot going on in this series. We explore a lot. Oh, my goodness. So come Ooh. with an open mind. Wow. Well, okay, right. I'm going to need, I'm gonna need off for the next three shows, Leash, so I can delve into this series. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get the book right. We got to get... See, when you get a book like that, you got to get your life. You got to have your mind right. You have to have your reader's shoes. Um and you have to be able to just be like, oh, yeah, okay. You got to be able to get into it. Wow. And, you know, I'll say this. This sounds like one of the books that Alicia and I talk about where they get that itis. You're not able to pick up anything else after you finish a book like this. Doesn't it sound like that, Alicia? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh, good. <laughs> to digest what you just read. And just you know, just just marinate in it, literally. <laughs> and that's how I feel too when I write it. Like once I'm done writing one, I'm like, I just need a few days. Like I just need like mm-hmm. two, three days to get my mind back together before I go out here and start making bad decisions. <laughs> Let me just get myself together. 
<laughs> that is so true. Now, you say you have a lot, hundreds of books. Who do you read? What is one of your favorite authors that you read? And what genre oh, do you read? Oh, that is hard. Oh, picking a favorite author is like picking your favorite child. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> I would say um, Mary B. Morrison. She inspires me a Honey lot. Honey yes. Yes, I love her. I started reading her back when I probably wasn't old enough to start reading her. And um, changed my life. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I love that. <laughs> Mary V inspired me. Um between her, Omar Tyree and Zuri Day, they ah, that's like oh, and then um Adrian Cooper. See I, this this is about to get real long. I can't pick <laughs> this one, it's a lot of them. Ah. Uh-huh. And they all bring something different to the table, those that you've chosen. That's right. Yes. I can't just yeah. stay in one genre. I think that's what what helps me be a writer in the way that I am is that it's not just, okay, straight erotic romance or straight street lit. You're going to get a bunch of different dramas meshed into mm-hmm. one. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's because I read a lot of different things, you know. And that kind of mixes your pen up as you write your stories. Exactly. Because this erotic romance sounds like a mixture of some of the great things that you have written, and it's just kind of like all stirred in the pot together, and you come out with this fooling around series that we all got to delve into. There's a lot going on. You'll get a bit of romance. You'll get some, you know, heartbreak. You'll get... Some you know platonic love, you'll get you know romantic love, and of course you're gonna get a a lot of sex, so much sex, but there's a storyline behind it. So even if you're not into that, you can skip the pages with the sex, and you'll still understand the story that's going on. I don't think anybody gonna be skipping pages with sex in it. <laughs> yeah, only my mama. What, that's it. <laughs> but what city does the story take place in? Do you do you say what city that is transpiring in? Yes. It is definitely Chicago. I definitely have hometown pride. Um, oh. Almost all my books are based in Chicago, really, because this is just home, and I want to take, you know, people into the, the streets that I drive and the places I go, and then people who are from here are like, oh, man, like you described it so well. It's exactly how it looks over there or exactly how it feels when you go to this certain place. So. I I Mm -hmm. do want to, you know, branch out to different places, but right now all my books are based here in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now you have, you are bringing so much energy. This is Tony um, again. You are bringing so much energy into this chat room. What goals do you wish to achieve as an author? What, What do you see yourself five years from now? Five years, I want to take fooling around and put it on the screen. Either mm-hmm. it's probably yeah. not going to be network television. It's going to have Watch to be out, like, watch out, Zane. Watch out, Zane. She coming for you. You can do it like a web series, though. You can do like a little, a little cute little web series. 
you can do a sensual you know type web series where you may not do full blown, but it could be like so sensual that you know the the person watching is like, wow, okay, well I know that was down and dirty, and I know that was you know where they it was sensual yeah. to come up to that part before you switched mm-hmm. over that you know the viewer their imagination is already there before you even, you know, you didn't even have to tell them what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm about to look into that because I think it reads like a like a movie. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you – am I able to picture it, you know, in my head how things are going? And the readers tell me the same thing. They're able to picture it. So that is the goal, to take this series soon around and to take my To Love and Know the Nigga series off of somebody's screen and I think, you know, I think it would be great. And, and and besides that, I would love to publish. Um, mm-hmm. I get a lot of authors in the inbox, you know, asking me things, which I feel like is super crazy because I'm like, you want to ask me for advice? No one ever <laughs> asked me for advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they do ask me, and I think it's great to be able to help people, you know, and, and help them on their journey. And I was helped a lot on my journey, so I, I do mm-hmm. want to you know, pay it forward. Mm-hmm. And you never know who's watching you, you know, as you're moving along. You never know who's watching you and just paying That's close right. attention. And, you know, they may just want to emulate or just, like, let me see if I can reach out and see if she can help me with this part of my journey. So it's always great to give back. Exactly. And I tell anybody, you can always hit me up on Facebook or Twitter. I'm not one of those people who are like, I'm going to ignore you little person in my inbox. Go away. I, I always talk back. People are like, I can't believe you responded. Yeah, that's just, you know, being polite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you took your time out there. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me mm-hmm. go ahead and, you know, respond. Exactly. Absolutely. Now, so when you're sitting down and you're writing, um, outside of the genre that you are writing now, what do you want to try your pen in? Is there any other genres that you think that you want to try? Yes, I definitely want bit? to do mystery. I have a mystery novel in my head. I just have not had the time to write it down. But it's going to be mm-hmm. so hot. Oh, I can't wait to write it. One day, one day it will come. Hopefully when I go out on a vacation, and I could unplug from everything, then I could actually write it down. Um, besides that, um, I want to do, I have this idea for a fairy tale, and mm-hmm. it's going to be like an adult fairy tale. And me and one of my label mates, Joshim, we're going to collaborate on it. So that's going to be great. Um, hopefully sometime next year we'll have that finished. But we're both working on like two to three different series right now. So we mm-hmm. have to just finish those up, and then we can work on that together. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Tony, and you say you want to do a mystery, but, you know, seeing this, this some listening to you and seeing how your pen works, I don't think this is going to be a run-of-the-mill mystery. Um, is it going to have some twists and turns that only you can give it? Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, people try to categorize me as like a, a dark writer. Like there's always some dark undertone to my stuff. So I think that uh, when you read the mystery, you'll think you'll know what's happening, but there's a lot of subplot and a lot of like dark undertones that kind of throw you off towards the end. 
it's going to be a three-book series. I already know that. I just have to figure mm-hmm. out when it's going to come out. But it's going to be great. It's going to be – I'm really excited. I've had this idea for, like, the last four years, so I cannot wait to finally work on it. Wow. Now, um, you say there's going to be a three, three-part series. Do you write standalone books? I tried. <laughs> I tried uh, to write standalone. Fooling around was supposed to be a standalone. Uh, it didn't really mm-hmm. work out that way. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to write one, hopefully soon. Um, I can put out a standalone book, and then there we go. But I don't know. I I have not written any. I've written a lot of short story books, so I have a book right. you know, full of short stories. Those, I guess, right. you consider standalones are probably not really. But in the future, mm-hmm. I definitely will write at least one standalone a year. Mm. Because, uh, you know, listening to to various authors is, is different when you – it's not as easy as you may think to write a standalone as opposed to a series. So it's always interesting to hear the different authors' perspective on that. It is very difficult. It is because, it is, like, at least with a series, you have time to show how these people have grown. And a standalone, mm-hmm. you have, you know, 70,000 words to get your point across. And, mm-hmm. and make sure that they are not the same in the end as they were in the beginning. Um, right. And every loose end is tied up neat in a bow. Mm. Oh. Uh, well, we look forward to whatever you have coming down the pipe. And in that same realm, you know, just shout out your social media site so our listeners can follow you and uh, let us know when your new book is dropping once again. Sure. So you can follow me on Facebook at PhoenixWilliams01, um, or you can just type in PhoenixWilliams. I'm there. <laughs> You'll see my, my face and my book covers. Twitter, it is Phoenix underscore William, no S on the end. Instagram is Phoenix Williams Books, And then you can also read a bunch of free stuff on Wattpad, and that is Miss Phoenix Williams on Wattpad. And I have the first five chapters of the new book, which is coming out uh, on September 27th. It's Fooling Around 3, Soraya and Jax. And you can also get the first five chapters of the first two books on there as well. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your, your world with us and got us over here one click in me at least. Thank you. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoy it. Again, if you hurt yourselves, please, please, please don't take it out on me. We're going to be all in her inbox. No. Girl, you know what we did. We've been, well, we've been well trained. So we've been well trained. We know not to hurt ourselves. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I've had a wonderful time. Thank you so, so much. You're so welcome, and we've enjoyed you, you as well. You know, you're always welcome to come back, girl. <laughs> Thank you. You have a great evening. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. <laughs> Leash, I loved that interview. She, You know, it don't take much to get me going, and she, she, put, she, she had me going. I love her energy. <laughs> That's what I knew. <laughs> That's what I knew. That's what I was like, oh, no. Tony, Tony over there, Miss Cookie about to show up now. Get ready. It's about to go down. 
We but had a great night to... today. <laughs> yes, we did. You guys are listening to Let's Chat. I'm Leisha. This is my right hand. Sometimes my left is fabulous. Tony, thank you for all of those that are listening and streaming our show. If you don't want to log on to Facebook and get the link and you don't want to log on to Blog Talk, you can always catch us on iTunes as a podcast. Yes. And yes. make sure September the 14th, you catch us in the clubhouse over there on Real Raw Radio. You can find me and Tony on Wednesday night. And you can also find Tony on Tuesday nights uh, in the clubhouse on the scoreboard talking everything sports. So make sure you guys are following us. We love everything about books. We love our listeners. We appreciate you guys. We love what we do. If you find yourself uh, wanting to support us and sponsor our show, just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. Yes, and before we go, Reese, you know, Blue Molly still has that um, event tomorrow night, the 26th, in Atlanta, and he's having a uh, special guest for our listeners, so make sure you hit him up. He has 10 VIP tickets. I'm not sure if they've all gone, but the event is tomorrow night, and it's hosted by Chills and Snowy White, so make sure you hit him up. It's called Key to the Streets Dash. It's going to be awesome. So check them out. Absolutely. And if you're not able to hang out with Blue Marley tomorrow in Atlanta, you can come right here and chill with your girls, T and Alicia, on Let's Chat. We'll see you guys tomorrow at the same time. Good night. Yeah. Good night, everybody. This your boy, Yo Gotti. Gotti. I'm hustling. I'ma get it if I have to water whip it. It's done. 36 O's, drop that in my bank account. Switch the hustle up on their ass and do the same amount. Augusta hustle, catch up to my muscle, bitch. I'm living. Yo, God, it told me he got work. I said, OG, let's get it. They do my dirt with no code defending. I know they snitching. 30 inch wheels, but he broke. That boy got no ambition. I was 16, triple beam, leaning on him. No, the street couldn't hold me. They triple teaming on me. I remember Telling frame, boy, I wanna bail. Now I'm shopping with my bitch, all she want is Chanel. Went to sleep, count sheep, I woke up count money. If it's right for the price, tell him I said money. Remember, I ain't have a pot to piss in. Started whipping, 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 now look how I'm living. Chili in it, big got all my chains on. Man, I'm about to blow like it's cocaine on. Told that walker flocker got that flame on. With my rich home. Hey, hey, this I live. 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 I really live this life for real. I really do this shit for real. A hundred twenty k 
worries, don't get yourself embarrassed. But I paid for the cross, I could have bought a nappy. 4,032 grams, say one. Home damage chain, that's what I paid for just one. When I was young, they labeled your board, damn fool. 22's enough on my Benz truck and my old school. You get the picture, the money, it ain't the issue. Six figures before the rap game, now I'm a little richer, homie. Still a real nigga, yeah, and I do real shit, man. West fucking round with Starship to my whole brick. Run down the spring field, nigga, get it how you live. Real recognized, real and don't pay the fucking bill. Broke niggas on chill, got it on them things in the fast lane. Burning brain, bumping Jake, and I live. I represent no Memphis, motherfucker. And this is how I live, motherfucker. This your boy, you got it. Yes, I live. 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 Y